So should we explain what We Built This City is? Consider it's the first episode. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so We Built This City is a podcast which came out of our mutual love for Dublin and how incredible it is, particularly when you just scratch a little bit under the surface. So we stepped back to think about what makes this city so great. And for us, we found that it was the people. So there are loads of people that make this city a wonderful place to live. And we're going to highlight those people, the architects that have built Dublin into the place that it is. So we're bringing to you the stories of the people who love Dublin and who pour their passion and creativity into making Dublin an even better place for us all to live. For the very first episode, our first guest is Aoife McElwain of Sing Along Social. Aoife is also a food writer and events planner, but in this episode we want to talk to her about Sing Along Social because it's something that's very close to our hearts. I'm Sarah Coffey. And I'm Jen Davis, and this episode we're building this city on Sing Along Social. So for those um, who don't know what Sing Along Social is, can you give us a description? Yeah, Sing Along Social is a zero-commitment choir. It's designed for people who can't really sing, um, or maybe for people who are a bit shy about joining um, a choir or maybe didn't have time the time uh, commitment to do so. It's really just about getting together with a bunch of people to celebrate our favourite songs with the in the company of friends and strangers. It's kind of about just forgetting your inhibitions and really connecting to the music and just singing along to your heart's content is basically the idea of it. So I pick different themes every month. Uh, I, I host it usually in MVP in Dublin 8, a great little pub there just off the South Circular Road and then I take it on tour in the summertime to music festivals like Electric Picnic and Body and Soul so um, yeah I might some of my themes are say you know really sophisticated high-rise stuff like Britney versus Justin <laughs> um, TLC versus Destiny's Child and ABBA versus Fleetwood Mac and then sometimes I do kind of general kind of pop battles as well where I just have that's my opportunity to pit like Queen versus Prince or Cindy Lauper versus Madonna. Obviously, Cindy always wins, and um, yeah. So um, it's it's really fun. Yeah, I just press play and see what happens. It's not about putting anyone on the spot. It's not like karaoke. Um, it's really for. It suits introverts and extroverts alike. Is kind of how I like to think about it. I feel like it's like when I, after I go to a sing along, I feel like I've really exercised my like yeah. my body, you know, yeah. <laughs> and my lungs, and yeah. I just feel like I've had a workout and like I'm real satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> but like I've been to sing along in so many different moods. I've been to sing along like really like just completely a hundred percent sober, and like usually like I wouldn't be because I'm very 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 bad singer. So like if I'm if I'm like. I it, with that kind of situation, I would be like, oh God, no, I can't. And I would end up having the best time, the best crack ever. And then I've been like reading over it. And then I've been when I'm at a festival or whatever. And no matter what, every single time, about four songs in, I'm like, I'm having the best time. So <laughs> nice. Sing Social is a choir for people who cannot sing. There's been a few number of times when I've gone, you know, to organize the sing-along social and there could be other things happening in my life that aren't 
feeling so great or, you know, and I'm kind of like oh, low on energy and I will. Uh, so I have found the cure. I have gotten the cure from um, the sing-along social too, because I do think it's a very good hangover cure, particularly because it really does evaporate the fear. How did it, how did it all start? So I uh, started the sing-along social when I was 100% procrastinating mm-hmm. on uh, another job, a deadline, a writing deadline. So I just want to make that little um, I just think it's important to know that sometimes procrastination is a really good thing and can actually lead to um, interesting work. There's an amazing designer who says that um, procrastinate work is the stuff you do when you're procrastinating. Basically, it's the, the stuff that you really want to do and that you should be doing for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, so take note. I was talking to a friend at the electric picnic. We were watching Blur. We were talking about music we loved when we were teenagers and we discovered that we were obsessed with Jagged Little mm-hmm. Pill by Alanis Morissette. So I was like, why don't you come over for brunch and we will press play and just like listen to the whole thing, just sing the whole thing through. So that week uh, when I was procrastinating, I uh, decided to, you know, put together an invite list and there was like maybe 30 people who I wanted to invite and I was like, oh, it's a bit big for my kitchen. Why <laughs> don't I call MVP? They're so nice. I've done parties there before. And uh, maybe they'll be up for letting me do it for like 30 people, you know, that won't yeah. be too loud or anything like that. I rang them, they were totally up for it. So I, well, then I thought, why not put it up on Facebook? Just like maybe like another couple of people might want to come. And a few days later, like a thousand people wanted to come. And oh, then, <laughs> and then uh, so I put up some like free tickets and a hundred free tickets because that's, as you know, all, all of the space that there's an MVP mm-hmm. and they were gone in three minutes. And then... Um, I didn't know what was going to happen on that first night. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so I just, I had, um, we did like a a correct definition of ir- ir- irony uh, defini- um, competition. <laughs> and I had like a load of fake spoons, not fake spoons, sorry, plastic spoons. So for uh, 10,000 spoons, <laughs> uh, you know, it is a knife. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just press play, like, and uh, that's what I said at that first night. I was like, let's just press play and see what happens. And I always say that at every, at every sing-along because it was just such a magic moment for, like, yeah. immediately everyone to be singing along. And um, I suppose with, it was... I mean, really, there was, I think at that one, there was, like, 87% women. And, like, we were all the same age. <laughs> you know, it was, exactly. like, yeah. it was really fun. Oh, but since so then, it's definitely been more kind of diverse audience. But that was definitely, like, we, you, you know, kind of, you can we could I could see all of these women as, like, angsty 13-year-olds. <laughs> and I could see myself as well. I was like, oh, if I could really go back in time <laughs> and just, like, set up a portal to her and, like, bring her into that room. So that was how it started. And then it was just so fun that I kept doing it, and um, it remains to be, like, one of the most fun things I've ever had the privilege to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it until it uh, doesn't feel like that. It's nice the way it works across festivals and then just in MVP as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere it wouldn't really fit. I hope so, yeah. in your kitchen. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) We can still do that. Yeah, Yeah, we can still do that. And what's your favourite sing-along memory? There's so many. Okay, so there there is the time when... So it was basically at the movie night one and it was when we played A Whole New World (laughs) um, from Aladdin and just without any... Like, I had nothing to do with this... uh, 
your whole gang of friends got onto the rug that was in the in upstairs in MVP and turned it into a magic carpet and like the like a lot of the other people as many people that could fit alongside this rug with you guys joined you and that was just like one of the most hilarious things I think anything like that that's really spontaneous um and I suppose it's something that I that I'm really careful about because it's funny like it can really really easily go into kind of like forced organized fun and yeah. I think because Irish people are so such crack experts and we sniff that out really really quickly and um so I call this um like disorganized crack because <laughs> it's the magic of like those spontaneous things that I have nothing to do with is like those are the things that I will remember forever yeah just god there's so many there was the time at body and soul festival when there was a, a guy dressed up as like a giant dinosaur dancing at the back you know those like <laughs> amazing yeah. dinosaur guys yeah. so it turned out that um like that dinosaur so <laughs> I, this is there's backstory um so I found out then that week I'd been booked to play this couple's wedding and um uh I knew they were really good fun and it was going to be great and then um they got in touch with me after body and soul and I'd even seen this diner the sorry the dinosaur and I'd given him a shout out from the stage or her I didn't or they I don't know I didn't know who, who was in the dinosaur so it turned out it was the groom from that wedding oh my and God. I was like oh my God. <laughs> so anyway and the wedding was fabulous and well, um, if I ever get married I am Definitely booking you for a thing. I thought you were going to say, if I ever get married, I'm definitely dressing up as a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and your themes change all the time. So which one has been your favourite so far? Oh, God. I actually loved, I did, so when I first started, I did albums for the first couple of months. So I did, the Jagged Little Pill one really was real special. Um, and I did Nirvana's Nevermind. And that was really cool too. But I did, I it, it, for me, I, it was, it was a bit sad, you know, and like the sing along social is, I mean, it's not a bit sad. It's actually a really tragic, upsetting album uh, in, in many ways. I mean, it's unbelievable and it's amazing, but I, it's kind of why I went to the more like poppy end of things, because first of all, I absolutely adore pop and um, I suppose, um, yeah, it just felt like it was, you know, just a really good excuse and people respond really well to being allowed to like just lose it to Shania yeah. like <laughs> we all love you. Shania yes can't wait to see her in the three arena I'm gonna die <laughs> um so yeah but I love doing um Fleetwood Max rumors from, from and that was amazing one of my favorite themes is definitely ABBA versus Fleetwood Mac kind of suits my brain a little bit to have those themes and to kind of put to pick music in that way um, it's different from just a normal kind of DJ set. It means as well you can play stuff that you can't play anywhere else, <laughs> yeah. like Enya or Anoko Flow, or um, even like something like Sinead O'Connor. Nothing yeah. compares to you. Like you can't really play that at a. You couldn't play that on a dance floor particularly. All those could, songs of are the reason why the Paddy's Day would was my absolute oh god favorite. yeah oh my god that, that was, was really the most crack. I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> ever. Sorry. <laughs> what, uh, what's next for Sing Along Social? So, um, I am taking it out on the road for most of October. So, I'm really excited. I'm going to, I'm going out to the West. I'm going to Sligo and Clifton and um, 
I'm going to Limerick and Kilkenny and Wicklow and Lepp and Cork and all sorts of places. So I'm going to be around the country for for most of October, just um, bringing it out there. And then, um, yeah, I'm basically, I really love doing weddings and I really love doing stuff for kids. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, kids are like the toughest audience. (laughs) They are really harsh. If they don't like something, they will literally just say it. And uh, as a sensitive soul, um, yeah, I uh, I find children very intimidating. Uh, but uh, no, I've really really enjoyed. I've started. I've done. Uh, I've been doing a few more kids stuff, and that's just been really fun. I mean, like, duh. I don't know why I thought it wouldn't work. You know, like I wear like a pink boiler suit, <laughs> which is so, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's actually doubly amazing because. I never have to think about what I'm going to wear. So <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, really yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, so I just really like to, as I said, to keep going until uh, I don't think it's fun anymore. And obviously my end goal is to somehow get it onto the Ellen DeGeneres show because <laughs> I just know she would love it. So She would absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can just see so, like, like a yeah. episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's end game. Yeah. <laughs> so apart from Sing Along Social, what else have you been up to? Apart from the Sing Along Social, uh, I write a lot about food. So I'm uh, continuing to do that. It's... Um, one of the best jobs ever and I uh, have also been writing a book which will be released uh, early next year with Gill Books and uh, it's called Slow at Work and I've spent the last year and a half probably nearly two years investigating whether it's possible to slow down at work and still keep up because I felt like I was on a treadmill of busyness and just sort of stuck in that cult of busy being like, so when people are like, how are you? I was like, I'm busy, I'm busy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And when you kind of catch yourself saying that a lot, um, yeah, I was doing all this great stuff and I wasn't really enjoying it. So I needed to figure out how I could build a better work and life for myself. And the Sing Along Social is a big part of that. The Slow at Work project is, um, yeah, I spent a year looking at topics like procrastination, burnout, the imposter syndrome, and also things like technology and money and our environment and how all those things shape our lives at work and what I could do to make my work life feel a little better, a little easier and less um, frantic. And it's something that like not a lot of people like talk about really. And mm-hmm. we're like we're all like in our like at this age, mm-hmm. uh, we're all used to just overworking ourselves, and because mm-hmm. everyone else around us is doing it, it's totally acceptable. Yeah. But yeah. really, you're actually completely burning yourself out, and it's not acceptable. And just because you don't have kids mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you shouldn't have work life balance. I, I have an inner critic. I call her Aunt Linda, <laughs> and uh, she's like the worst person. But she's actually also like a member of my family so that's how I've started to kind of cope with her you know it's like I'm always going to see her she's always going to be there um so what I've started to do is kind of listen to like what she's trying to tell me so maybe usually she's just trying to save me from public like disgrace (laughs) (laughs) so she so like she she has something good in her but I just have chosen to mm-hmm. kind of stop listening to her and just sort of yeah. tolerate her. And, and she's become less of a cow since I've stopped fighting with her yeah. so much, you know. But, um, yeah, it's really hard to think about people reading the book, even. Because I'm like, I don't want to shit. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Isn't it? You're oh, goodness, be of on course. Ellen for that as well. I'm I'll like, enter and present. Yeah. Are you ready for two appearances? <laughs> and Oprah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oprah's going to make a comeback. No, I would yeah. die. I would die. I'd literally, I, I'm dead. I'm dead even for Dead. Because we know how much you love music, we'll just finish off by asking what do you think of the music scene in Dublin? Yeah, so. I think Dublin is one of the best cities for music. It's something uh, that we're so lucky to have. I mean, I feel like with music, um, and I suppose I'm very connected to the Irish music scene because of my husband and his website, which is nylernine.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. shameless little plug Never there. Heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little blog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. Someday he'll, you know, exactly, get some readers yeah. or whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, but but definitely I'm I feel very connected to the Irish music scene um, through kind of uh, sharing a house with him for 10 years and uh, what that means is we're constantly listening to new Irish music all the time at home and um, so I and um, yeah so I just I, I'm, I constantly hear the rich diversity of what is what's going on and the caliber of music that's been created um, so from La Galaxy to Soleil to Loa to um, Lisa O'Neill to you know there's just it's there's amazing diversity out there and it's it's wonderful I think Dublin uh, I used to live in London for a couple of years and a major difference that we have here is it's very easy to create a community um, because of its size and because uh, there are a lot of creative people here and um, so if you compare it to a massive place like London where it's it takes like four hours to just like go meet your friend for a coffee. Um, here it's easier for us to kind of work together and help each other. And if you wanted to, like even the fact that it was so easy for me to set up the sing-along social and MVP, like I just got in touch with them, they were up for it. Boom, and now we have a thing. So thank you so much for joining us today, Eva. And then also thank you for doing sing-along social, which is the best thing ever. And Eva. This is not a goodbye because we're going to see you <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally every single time you yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming uh, to the Sing Along Social and thank just you for continuing getting us it. In. Oh my God. And just, yeah, but it's amazing. Thank you so much. And best of luck with your book. Thank and you. And getting on Ellen. Uh, oh my can't God. wait to see yeah. you. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you back for our, for our book podcast early next year, just yeah. after you go on Ellen. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I hope we can still get you there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll be just as big as Ellen there. <laughs> we'll be on Ellen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my imposter syndrome being yeah. on. Like, I'm not going to be on Ellen. Exactly. <laughs> so, at the time of this recording, we have yet to be invited onto Ellen, but um, there's still time. And I'm waiting by the post box every single day, Mrs. DeGeneres. Jen, we've been to like quite a few things together now. And, uh, I think actually as a group of friends, um, as a, like you and me have been to loads together and then our wider group of friends, it's just been the best crack ever. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a good time when you're at them or something? Oh no, you've never said. terrible, I hate them. 
I think my favourite one was actually, weirdly, uh, the very first one, the brunch. Oh, yeah, that's mad! Oh, yeah, she actually was thinking that too. No, the Paddy's Day one is your favourite. I mean, that was through the roof. But the first one was so brilliant. I think that one was really special because we were in Galway and we were kind of in that holiday atmosphere kind of mood and... Uh, we were at a brunch, which I really enjoyed, and it was in this lovely place. What was the restaurant called? Ardbea. Ardbea. Mm. I'd, I'd go back there. Oh, me too. It's absolutely delicious. And also, it was two days before Valentine's Day, so it was Love Ballads, um, which is, I know is your favourite. <laughs> but they, yeah, it was really an eclectic mix of tunes. And yeah, as you said, it, we really didn't know what to expect whatsoever. Yeah, it was fairly early on in the day, but we were still having a great time. Mid- midday, yeah. And somebody, um, <laughs> somebody at our table picked up a jug of water to try to play it as a saxophone and <laughs> accidentally poured it all over themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if that's how you know you start your weekend morning, it's gonna be a pretty good day. They're nearly like they're like if your children were events. It'd be, it's hard to pick just one. Yeah. A Body and Soul was also... Oh, uh, it was amazing. It, I felt like um, a lot of the music of Body and Soul is new to you and sometimes you're mm. just kind of craving some music that you already know. So uh, that came along at exactly the right time and uh, I felt like I was really in the mood for it at Body and Soul. Yeah. It was a great selection of songs. It was pop battles of Body and Soul. So it was, like, say, for example, there was... It's like, Aoife was like, do you like California? And then she dropped California by Tupac, Can You Afford a Love? And then... California <laughs> knows how to party. Yeah, and then immediately followed up by the song from the OC. California, <laughs> yeah. here we go. <laughs> that but, one. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Um, it's uh, That was... I think that that... that that duo was the highlight of body and soul for me, and I find it very <laughs> difficult, but I don't know, I'd probably have to say Tupac, but then it was just, I'd never put them in the same category before, <laughs> and it was just amazing. It's a damn shame that they're not in the same category more Oh, often. they are now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah listen to Tupac. <laughs> Tupac dead. <laughs> that doesn't matter, you still listen to a podcast. <laughs> Welcome, listener Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) Great to have you on the line. (laughs) Well, you know you're still alive out there. Yeah. I think that might be a mystery. (laughs) Coffee, have you ever won a trophy or a medal at one of the singles? No, I'm not bitter about it either. (laughs) Maybe you're just not giving it your all. Oh, that sounds like a challenge to me. (laughs) Us us medal winners. um, What have you won a medal for? I won a medal for dancing to Shakira. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what and what it would you actually... say as a previous medal winner? What would you say you like? I I need to know how to win a medal. God knows I tried, but I just don't think I'm there yet. So if I was to train or to to really tap into the winner's man- mentality, what would I do? Um, the thing about my medal is um, that I actually won it an extra time. So oh. it wasn't during the actual playlist. Um, usually there's a couple of songs afterwards. And I thought all the medals were gone and that I had nothing left to play for. Um, and then all Also, the, nothing left to lose. 
<laughs> exactly. So I'm really su- like I was surprised when she pulled out a medal. Um, I wasn't surprised be- like that I won because it was an excellent performance. <laughs> but I'm surprised that it was noticed. Um, but she she just doesn't miss anything. She doesn't miss a thing. Thank you if you're still listening. And there's gonna be some more chats coming up soon. Yeah, we're really uh looking forward to next time's episode when we're talking to Clara Hammond from So Far Sounds. We met Claire for Tinnies in the Pav a little while ago and it was absolute gas. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, she tickled me in all the right places. Well it did. Too late now. <laughs> so until next time, thank you for listening. Baby come back. Mm-hmm.